Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from Reformation Lutheran Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our preacher this week is Pastor Matt Metavellis, and our texts come from Genesis 15, 1 through 6, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. Thanks for listening, and God bless. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. I'll actually keep this with me up here. Good morning, uh, Reformation Lutheran Church, or whenever you are watching this video, or anyone who happens to have found us online, or anybody who is still with me. Good morning, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it was sometime in the pandemic that people got bored so they started doing these 10-day challenges. I don't know if you did one. There was one for uh, favorite movies. There's, uh, I saw a favorite athlete going around, uh, breakfast cereal, uh, you name it. People were just passing it around. And, and this was on Facebook. And if you're here, you probably uh, have Facebook. Uh, and the point of this was to just put an image up of an album cover or a movie image so that people could kind of either guess what it was or people could go, oh yeah, um, and you didn't put any of your own commentary into it. So please don't send it to me unless you really want to. Someone's probably going to send me God work, God's work, our hands. How many of you have 10 favorite songs that you can uh, put on a list? Maybe 10's a little much, uh, or at least five. I know some of you who are really into music, 10... Um, you have at least 10. But if you were to put five songs together, what would be on your list? So this is great. You're at home, uh, so you can either pause it or fast forward. <laughs> Maybe even type it out. Uh, so I want everybody to look at their list. I don't want to go too fast, but look at your list. I wish you guys were here, by the way, because we'd all like do this, and it'd be a lot of fun. But look at that list. Tell me if there are any songs on that list that you did not like when you heard it or you completely ignored it when you heard it and then it slowly kind of grew on you and you go and you went this is a really great song. Roger Bailey will appreciate this. I thought the best scene in Bohemian Rhapsody was when they played this song, Bohemian Rhapsody, that was iconic, and all of the critics' words were superimposed that thought that the song was reaching too much, or garbage, and now it's one of the great songs of rock and roll. It's so funny about music that when we hear it once, we don't hear it fully. We learn to hear it better. We learn to hear it in a new way, 
And sometimes when I am rocking out to Lithium on Sirius XM, I'm hearing a song I didn't care for at the time, uh, but it brings back some memory of when we were driving to a baseball game or when we were going out or just hanging out at somebody's house. And man, I love that song. Uh, and for me, one of my favorite songs that I couldn't stand at the time was Tonight, Tonight by the Smashing Pumpkins. I liked Zero. I liked Bullet with Butterfly Wings. I wanted to rock, and I was like, what are you guys doing uh, in these old-timey suits with all the strings? I was like, this is, this is silly. But the more I heard that song, the more I came to love and to uh, appreciate it, especially when it talks about the city by the lake. Always reminds me of home. I share all this to say that in order to appreciate a song sometimes, you have to play it again. Same thing can probably apply to movies or TV shows. I always say I love Parks and Rec, but skip season one. (laughs) Sometimes in order to appreciate something, you have to play it again. So I invite you now, uh, I already got you to share your favorite songs. If you've got a Bible near you, or if you want to just quick Google search Genesis 15, and if you're really tech savvy, uh, do a dual screen. Um, I want to talk about this story that uh, continues with the narrative of Genesis. I want to go to this story that we have selected for us today from Genesis 15. And it works a little bit, and here I have a bookmark in Genesis 1. It works a little bit like all of you with that movie or song that you maybe didn't like the first time. Now, God does not have a song for Abraham here. God has a promise. And God plays it the first time and listen to it. It's beautiful. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. This is a great song. This is a truly tremendous promise. Do not be afraid. Your reward will be great. Now, I don't know how many of you know people that are fabulously wealthy, And no matter who you are watching this, um, unless Jeff Bezos is here, if so, hi, Jeff. I don't know how many of you are watching it and know somebody really wealthy, but could you imagine if some millionaire sent you a message saying, hey, I've got your back. Your reward will be great. Now, most of you would probably think it was a scam email from a Nigerian prince, but if you knew for a fact that the Lord of the universe said to you, your reward will be great. Wouldn't you get excited? Wouldn't you want to simply celebrate that the Lord of the entire universe has your back? Abraham did not. Abraham did not listen to this promise. He didn't believe it. He says in verse 2, O Lord God, What will you give me? For I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Abraham Abraham continues to talk in verse 3. You've given me no offspring. And so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. 
how can you give me a reward? Abram is an old man. For him, the reward he wants is a son to continue his family line. He doesn't have any children to remember his name. Sure, Eliezer will take his stuff, but he doesn't have any children to remember who he is. He doesn't have any children to teach the things that he's learned in his tremendously long life. This is the thing that he needs the most, and he says, God, this is something that you can't give to me. Right? And I'm sure that Abram, when he hears this promise, he looks at his own body, which is old and frail, his own body, which St. Paul, when St. Paul preached on this passage, said this body was as good as dead. Man, how many of us, when we hear a promise from God, look at our own bodies? How many of us think negatively about our bodies? How many of us have been told that who we really are inside, if we're to wear that on the outside, that there's something wrong with us, right? How many of us look inside when we hear something from God and say, man, there is no way God could love me or other people could love me if they knew the real truth about me? Some other people might say, well, God, what do you have to give me, look at all this abundance that I have. What do I need the church or religion for? Right? Not listening to the song is what's happening. Listening to other stuff. Kind of like me back in the 90s when I had you know, Power 108 playing on the radio and I was doing my Latin homework. Wasn't really listening to the song. Didn't hear it. Was listening to other stuff. There was other noise going on. But the most important part of this passage has nothing to do with what Abraham did or what Abraham thought. And you can probably guess forever, you know, why does Abraham finally believe? But what we get a glimpse of here is God and what God does in this situation. Read along with me. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. First thing God says is what you think about your future is not the reality. God takes a denial and he doesn't deny Abraham. He denies Abraham's denial. This is so important. The internet right now is flooded with so many messages of you've got to choose God and in order for God to choose you, you have to make Jesus your personal Savior. When Abraham denies God, God does not say, well, Abraham, we're done. I'm going to go find somebody else that I can give this promise to. If you don't like this song, I'm going to go play it for somebody else. No. God says, he unsays the denial. He says, nope. This is not what's going to happen. And here's what is going to happen. He says, look toward heaven and count the stars, if you're able to count them. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And so what God does is he says the promise again. 
And this time, God sings the song and adds a music video with the best special effects that you possibly can have. Pastor Jason, I know, is a huge fan of uh, going out in the middle of the desert and looking at the sky. Isn't that the best music video for that promise? To look up at the sky and say, Abraham, you see all those stars that you can't even count? Those are going to be your descendants. He makes a music video in a way that Abram cannot listen to. He cannot see anything else. And all of a sudden, Abraham believes. You will get lost and you will stop listening to the music of this passage if you are saying to yourself, well, why did Abraham believe? How could he have believed? The right question is, what is God doing here? And here is the truth. This is not a faith story. This is a creation story. All you have to do is go back about 14 chapters. In the very beginning when everything was emptiness and void, God said some words and things happen. Let there be light. Let there be stars. Let's divide the waters from the land. Let there be creatures. Let there be plants and animals and vegetation. Let there be people. Let there be you, God spoke. Every time God spoke in Genesis, the creation didn't go, oh, man, uh, should we do that? Should The light wasn't sitting there going, hmm, should I start shining now? No, God said it, and it happened. This is the same thing that God is doing to Abraham. We're the only part of creation that can go, maybe maybe I'm not hearing you. Uh, uh, Man, this is a total 90s sermon, but uh, we're the only ones that can tell God, like, talk to the hand. We're the only part of creation that can do that, which I'm sure is really annoying to God, but God is a really wonderful DJ. God played the song once. Abraham didn't get it. So God played it again more powerfully. And God will continue to amp the volume up so Abraham stops paying attention to himself and starts listening to the music. And then at the end of this passage, man, I I, I hate to say this, but but sometimes the Protestant Reformation really abused this line. Uh, Now I'm going to get yelled at by the other side. And he believed the Lord. And the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Now, this in the Protestant Reformation has said, well, what is the thing that makes us righteous? Believing in God. And they make that point over and over again. But when I read the Hebrew of this, when I, when I actually started to think about this passage in, in light of Genesis 1, and, and I thought about this word reckon, which comes from the Hebrew for, like, think something of somebody. Like, the only other places this word is used is uh, they thought that guy was drunk. They thought that woman was a harlot. <laughs> so what it's saying in this verse is... God thought, God looked at Abraham and thought, righteous. <laughs> he said, man, that guy is Zedek now. That guy gets it. 
That guy's flowing. That guy's vibing. That guy's listening to the music. And he's saying about Abraham the same thing that he said about his creation when he was done with his creation. Oh, man, that's really good. And he looked at Abraham and said, Oh, man, that guy is so good. And this is what God says every time that we hear that music which is always the same promise given to Abraham that's given to us. I'm your shield, and your reward will be very great. And so, faith is not an answer on a test. Faith is not about getting it right. Faith is not about having all the right answers. Faith is not about going to the right church. Faith is not about doing the right stuff even though, as they say on Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. Faith is about hearing. Hearing the music. And that music is the promises that God makes to us throughout our lives. And God is always doing it. Luther said, you know, if we had the ears to listen, we could hear the promises of God every bird that comes near us and sings. And the biggest mistake we make is to think that God sings maybe for an hour on Sunday morning or that God sang one time to, to create the universe and then stopped for some reason or, or to think that once we've uh, done with, we're done with our theology or, or, or we get confirmed, <laughs> to think that God stops singing. And another big mistake that we make is that we make our own crappy compilations of our own music that we play to serenade our doubts or to fill those awful silences that God makes. But I want to I make a plea to you. Hear those promises. Those promises are flowing. I'm going to give you the best Spotify playlist from God, your DJ, right now. I want you to listen to these tracks over and over. One of the great promises, one of the great songs goes, You are mine, and you are mine so much that I'm writing my name on you. Kind of like Toy Story where Andy wrote his name on on Woody's foot. That's what's happening every time we're baptized. I'm writing my name on you. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's mine. Another great song is one you get to hear in here too. The song is called, You're Forgiven. I'm giving my life to you. I'm giving my body to you. That's what you receive here when you come here. And we, are, we haven't heard this song in a while. I've been so thankful to be able to give that song and to play that song for Jack Potter and so many of our other saints and many of my patients. Uh, One patient who died just hours after I gave uh, communion to him. So thankful to be able to play that song in those situations. But man, I want to hear the party rock anthem version of that song, and I, I pray it will be soon. Every day when you wake up, there's a song that goes, this is the day that I have made. God sings that song every morning. I made this day. What you did yesterday does not make this day. What, what, whatever mistake that you're making, that doesn't make this day. Whatever relationship has been broken to pieces in front of you, that doesn't make this day. I make this day for you.
Another great song, one of my favorites, are is Here Are Some People. <laughs> Sometimes it's your family. Sometimes it's your friends. Sometimes it's your neighbor. Sometimes it's a neighbor uh, that we just meet that very same day. Sometimes it's your church family. Here are some people. Here you go. Enjoy them because it's not good for you to be alone. I want you to enjoy this community. I want you to be with people because I delight in you and I want you to meet me in others. That is a really great song. And some of you might be alone for some reason, but Christ plays another song that says, I'm with you to the end of the age. So even when you're alone, there's a song just for you. When you are grieving, when you are missing somebody, when you are in pain, when you are dealing with your own depression, it's a really great ballad called I Am the Resurrection and the Life. It's what Jesus sang to Martha when her brother Lazarus had passed, and he keeps singing it to us at the funeral, at those long nights where we can't sleep, and in those days that drag on, even though months fly by, where we are missing that person that God gave us with every fiber of our being. I'm going to broaden this because, you know, I've been criticized for being too personal. God has songs all over the place. He's got one called, I'm healing this creation. He's singing it now for scientists who aren't being listened to, who are working hard to talk about these hurricanes and these wildfires that are raging in this country. Smoke from the West got to Washington, D.C. We are living in an ashtray right now. Jesus and God they and the Holy Spirit, they are singing, I am healing this creation. I am reconciling this creation to myself. I am blessing all those who are walking into these unprecedented wildfires. I am blessing all those who are boarding up their houses and checking in on their neighbors in the southeast today. I am healing this creation. And here's a song, some of you don't like it, but I want to tell you it is one of my absolute favorites. And that song is called Justice Will Roll down like waters and I want you to hear it and I know we all don't hear it in the same way and I know there are so many areas that justice needs to be done there are things that are that are deeply cared about by those of you on the right and those of you on the left but God is not sitting there playing that game of you know it doesn't matter who wins the election brothers and sisters justice will roll down like waters is about politics but it is not a political song it is about what god is doing it is about justice for people who are who are publicly and civilly executed by the police and it's wrong no matter what they have done before it's about that fight to get them justice it's about that fight for the kind of communities that we live in that are, are that are not officially but artificially divided by skin color divided by income level god is saying i want justice to roll down like waters i want people to live like brothers and sisters dr king saw that song he saw the last line of that song and that is where he lives and that that's where we get to live too. So as much as our actions truly matter, what matters even more is hearing that song and hearing that God's actions will bring justice. Hope I'm clear on that. 
And Jesus, man, read those Gospels. He's got more hits than Elton John, right? John, uh, John the Baptist, who gave such a fiery and, and beautiful sermon today about all these things that people were going to do and all this repentance. And uh, he, John wanted to hear that song. John wanted some heavy metal, right? Fire is going to consume you. And John's like, where's that song? Where's the good stuff? Twisted Sister, I want to rock, Jesus. And Jesus is like, I've got some better music. It goes like this. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. Jesus is singing that all the time, and he doesn't care if you're listening, but if you can hear it, may that utterly change you. And Jesus' best work sometimes is when other DJs kind of creep in and they play really bad techno music about how terrible life is or how we can't get out of the situations that we find ourselves in or that we're locked in a 2020 death spiral doing a different chapter or revelation each day. When we are in that pit, when we're in the terrible club listening to awful music, Jesus goes into that club in probably the worst place called the cross to get publicly executed too, by the way, and he goes into that club, he grabs the microphone, and he starts acting like a rapper doing a diss track. And this is how the song goes. Father, forgive them. Today you'll be with me in paradise. And the best song, it is finished. I'm closing this club down. See, God is everywhere. Lovingly, boldly, powerfully patiently playing these songs and even being distant from one another god is still playing them god is still making those promises and when we don't listen god's going to play them again so i challenge you in the spirit of those facebook challenges share god's promises with people one per day 10 promises no explanations just share them share them out loud and nominate some other people to share them too I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. Amen.